here we are. Morning, Sarah. Good morning, Dr. Silberman. How's the knee? Fine, Sarah. She, uh, stabbed me in the kneecap with my pen a few weeks ago. Serene. Hello, Katrina Porter. Welcome to Split Happens. I had a lot of enthusiasm there. <laughs> well, this episode is going to be enthusiasm heavy. We're here because we love talking about our favorite movies. Yeah, we do. Non-stop and making everybody sick of it. But we can be objective. Mm, sort of. We can try to be objective. Yeah, we try. And we love torturing ourselves. <laughs> a lot. So one of us... Jeez, this is you today. One of us gets to take the pro and gets to defend the movie. Yes. And I, on the other hand, have <laughs> to attack it. So I'm going to blow this movie up like a nuclear bomb dropping directly onto a playground. Okay. Well, that can only mean yeah. that we're doing 1991's Terminator 2. I'm so excited. I, I'm so excited. I need, I've got, okay, I've got like three. Look at my feet. I know your little feet are just kicking away like a little puppy. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I, I have like three or 12 disclaimers. Holy shit. Are you ready? Really? Because I'm not even that blasted this time. Well, he, no. it's Actually, it's none about alcohol. What? Are we growing up? No, we're just getting used to being alcoholics. Oh, okay. Here's disclaimer one. This might be 12 hours long because... Terminator 2 is in my top five favorite movies. A disclaimer two. Yes. I'm, I've am i got trivia. Yes. But because I'm a gossipy queen, I'm not really going to talk much about technical stuff. Okay. Uh, because I don't understand it, first of all. Ooh, so I can make things up and you wouldn't know? No, I know. Okay, that's, haha. I know you. So no, I've read all the trivia. But I want to encourage you because I, I did do it. Go online and read the trivia about all of the technical stuff that went into making this movie because it's incredible. I'll think about it. Not you. Oh. The the people. Oh, okay. Third disclaimer. I love this podcast so much that we are recording this during the Chiefs-Steelers wildcard game. I appreciate your sacrifice. Well, I'm going to be checking the score. I don't have a disclaimer, but okay. We haven't even, we haven't started the synopsis yet. So the rules state, I am still okay. I think out of all of the ones we've got, this one really was like, (laughs) yeah, I I was not dreading it, but I was like, how, I don't know how I'm going to do this. The movie was great when we watched it in the nineties. It's great. Now it holds up so incredibly well. It does. You're so screwed. can you just, can I, I guess my disclaimer is I've got a lot of shit takes. Oh, I, look, do you look at my notes? I've got, <laughs> I've got, Anna, Anna types her notes because she's in, because she lives in 2022. Yeah. And I live in 1995 or 1991. Like I don't I, have the patience to do that. You look like, that looks like John Doe's journals in seven. In seven? <laughs> yes. It's just the tiniest writing and just page after page after uh, page. Wait. Pro. Are we doing seven? I said Fuck. pro. I said pro. Oh. <laughs> Let's talk about the top grossing movies in 1991. Ooh, my goodness. This has got to be good. The, the 90s li- were great for movies. Yes. And, and Titanic. No, what I, when I was going through the top grossing movies, I was like, we're really smart because we've got several of these on our list. Do we really? Yeah. Do you want to know what the number one top grossing movie is? I, I just, I'm pissing myself with excitement. Terminator 2. (laughs) (laughs) How fucking smart we are. Yeah. Okay. And then Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which we're doing. We are. All right. Number three, Silence of the Lambs. Was 91? Yep, 91. Okay, so that was a big Oscar year. Some of the movies that make this list, I'm like, okay. 
I mean, just not that they're not good. They're good movies. But when you think of the other movies on the list, they're little like City Slickers. Oh, God, that was huge. I, though. I, I didn't remember it being obviously it's the fourth top grossing movie. Adam's Family, the first Home Ooh, Alone, Dances with the Wolves or Dancing with the Wolves, as our mom would say. You, you know, you said it wrong both times. No, dances with wolves. You said dancing with the wolves. You said dances with the wolves, and then you said dancing with the wolves. Okay. Um, another disclaimer. Hmm. I, I don't want to be misleading and make people think that we didn't have Margs before we started this because we definitely did. I I like tradition. I know, and tradition states have Marg. Listen, when you find a winning formula. Yeah. You stick with it. Let, let me get through the rest of these. Yeah. Uh, sleeping with the enemy, which we're doing. <gasps> oh, that's definitely on our list. Yeah, because you're the pro, I think. Yes. I think. A uh, hook. Oh, I liked that one. And that then cute. this, you'll understand this being on the list, but I won't. And I, it's, it's a me problem. Naked gun two and a half. <gasps> oh, I do understand I, it. I, oh, you're right. Oh, it's so silly. You're on the right side of that opinion. You know I love a silly movie. I know. Um, okay, so in 1990, this is, uh, these are the Oscars this movie won. Best sound, visual effects, sound editing, and makeup. Mm-hmm. And we are big Oscar people, and every year we're like, Hey, understatement. What's the difference? What's the difference between sound editing and sound mixing and blah blah blah? Best sound, but it it won both of them. It was nominated for um, makeup and film editing, hmm. and didn't win, which is bullshit. I would think any technical awards, this one probably swept. Yes. Wow. So Silence of the Lambs would have swept everything, all else. the majors. Yes, and then this swept all the technicals. Yep. Interesting. Which, Wait, didn't you say Silence of the Lamp? Or no, sorry. Didn't you say Dancing with Wolves came out the yes. same year? Woo. I see. I thought it won something, right? Well, Kevin Costner won something for it, didn't he? It couldn't have if it was the same year as Silence of the Lambs. So it must have been different Oscars. Maybe maybe the yeah. timing came out differently because it has to be. Kevin Costner, I'm pretty sure, won something for Yes. For Dancing with Wolves. Yeah. That I almost it, said it again, Dancing with I the Wolves. Know you did. Damn it, Mom. This movie was directed by James Cameron, who also wrote He-Man and She-Ra. I vaguely know the name. Is he like a, I don't know. He's he's kind of a big deal. He's the ex-husband of Catherine Bigelow. That's how I like to refer to him. Oh, yeah. Now I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Hurt Locker director. He's, She's, she is fantastic. She is. It was written by James Cameron and William Wisher. You know what else William did? Uh, no. He did Terminator. Oh, okay. <laughs> Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. And Terminator. Judge Dredd. Oh, for real? For real. Word. We don't have that on our list. Uh-uh. Uh, Arnold. Do I have to say his last name? No. We all know. Arnold. Let's not. You know what? We've had some marks. Yeah. Arnold. Arnold is in it. Linda Hamilton is Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. Reprising her role from the first one. Amazingly. Uh, Edward Furlong plays John Connor. Yes. This is his first movie. Oh. Um, and I can, I'll can i tell you a little bit of casting stuff about him later. Oh, okay. Robert Patrick is the T-1000. Amazing. Oh, he's incredible. God damn, he is good. He's, he's amazing. Earl Bone. I, don't, I hope that's how you say his name because that's Dr. Silberman, who's a dickhead. Oh. He, he actually. He's a good character actor. In, in my notes, um, he's called uh, that dickhead. Well, he has the most prolific career. I don't know. Again, I mean, Arnold's been in a lot of movies, but oh, oh, E. Bone. He's been tons. Yeah. He's, good for him. He, he's great. He's great. Maybe hate him. Yes. Um, and then the other big character in this movie is uh, Joe Morton, who plays Miles Dyson. Yes. 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 And Denzel Washington was considered for that role. Really? Yeah. Um, can we get to it? Hold on. Um, this movie is amazing. I love it so very, very much. Um, yeah, let's fuck shit up. The movie starts off. It's a little moody. Yeah. It's a little, yeah, it's a little dark. Isn't it set seven years from now? Yes. Huh. Uh, yeah, 
I used to say that that would, it seems like an unrealistic future, but things haven't been so great. Things have been a little dark. So maybe. Yeah, that's not all that unrealistic at this point. Well, fuck. Um, the, the commentary is three billion lives lost only to fight a war against the machines. Mm-hmm. And everybody who's seen Terminator 2 has seen Terminator 1. If you haven't, you're not living your life the way you should. Do we even have to say spoilers? God, I hope not. No. No. Our listeners are not fucking morons. No, they're not. I mean, this would be the podcast for them, but they're not. Hmm, yeah. um, people are getting blown to bits. Yeah, I and that we exclusively use lasers well, now. And unlike RoboCop, they actually die when they <laughs> get blown to bits. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens because this is a very realistic movie. There's- is it really? Yeah. Well, so then why are the robots, who are such advanced technology only capable of using our highest technology. So they're able to advance their technology so incredibly and so exponentially, and yet they are only capable of using our top technology, which apparently is laser weapons. Do you know all I can think of when you're talking right now? Huh? Is Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) I love technology. (laughs) Yes, I love technology. But not as much as you, you see. But I still love technology. Always and forever. You know what the robots did not jump on top of? What? The beige utility jumpsuits. They took our technology, but not our fashion. Because apparently they are advanced. You, You hear the voice of Sarah Connor. And she's talking about Skynet and John Connor and that in the first one, they a Terminator was sent to kill her. And then now a Terminator has been sent to kill her son, John Connor, yes. to stop the revolution. Mm-hmm. And then she the starts... The beige jumpsuits. Beige goes with everything. I, I'm sorry. I'm a summer, so beige doesn't work for me. I'm going to call it for the rest of this podcast. I'm going to call Skynet Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Sarah's talking about Amazon. Right. The music is amazing. The the whole the soundtrack is amazing. The music. I wish I would have taken more notes. I don't know how that's possible. The the music is amazing. Lightning strikes. Boom. Naked Arnold. And it's there's a couple times in the movie where he looks naked. This is the only time that he's actually naked. Oh, okay. He goes into a biker bar. <laughs> and despite there being um, all of these cameras and equipment and everything outside, a woman randomly walks into the bar and sees Arnold standing in, like, boxer shorts. Oh. Uh, and she, she she just wanders in. And she's like, what's going on? Oh, this isn't part of the movie? This is no, like this, is, the this is the behind the scenes. So he says to her, he just immediately says, it's male stripper night. <laughs> to, this, to this woman. This movie was way over budget. And the executives tried to convince Arnold to convince James Cameron to cut this scene out. And Arnold's like, only a studio person would cut this scene out. Ooh. Yeah. Arnold was not having it. In the first Terminator, mm-hmm. he had to get clothes. Yeah. From Do you remember who he got clothes from in the first one? Um... No. Bill Paxton. A very oh, young that's right. Yeah, very young Bill Paxton. So Arnold gets clothes. Yeah. Uh gets a bike. Steals the bike. It shows something that happened in the first one, mm-hmm. which him taking clothes from somebody, but also he doesn't kill anyone. No, he just steals the bike. Yeah. From that poor biker. Right. That probably be saved up to get that bike from from his grandma's selling quilts for years you are only gonna have real shit takes it's a damn shame that the the terminator stole that guy's bike yeah what an asshole cut to more lightning is that what lightning sounds like have you ever actually seen lightning yeah i live in kansas have you ever actually heard thunder yeah i watched the movie poltergeist okay so can you give me that one more time (laughs) fucking accuracy i know you know what i prepare so more lightning, which you all know because I just made the sound of it. And uh-oh, there's a new guy in town. 
Is he also going to steal a bike from somebody that saved up by selling his grandmother's quilts? No, he's going to steal a police car. Guess who was supposed to be the T-1000? I want you to guess your wildest guess. Okay. It won't be the wildest. Can I have three guesses? Yes. I'm going to say Ray Liotta. No. Uh, Do you want a clue? Okay. It's a musician. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, um, uh, Lenny Kravitz. No. Okay. I'll give you one more clue. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a musician that has been in at least one movie. Oh, Lenny Kravitz. You already guessed Lenny Kravitz. I know, but I feel strong about it. But I already said no. I'm going to say Huey Lewis. Ew. What do you mean, ew? Huey Lewis is the shit. I can't get into it. Oh, wait, was it Bruce Willis? He was technically a musician. He did no. that. Ret- he did the Return of Bruno. Billy Idol. <gasps> You're kidding! James Cameron wanted Billy Idol, and Billy Idol got hurt in a motorcycle accident. Get the fuck out! Nope. Robert Patrick is the T one thousand, who you th- who you assume is a good guy, and he had a crazy running regimen to prepare for this movie. He did all of the he did all of this really intense running where he only was allowed to breathe out of his mouth. Okay. Not his nose. So when he's running, and if you look in every scene he's running, yeah. he doesn't look fatigued at all. You and I have both run a number of five Ks. Oh, it's not cute. Despite what I had said in Robocop, I actually have run <laughs> a little bit. And I did notice this. Oh shit, the Steelers scored. Oh, I don't give a fuck. Oh, sorry. This is the wild card game. Oh, yeah, sorry. If the Chiefs don't win, they're out. My bad. Go you, Chiefs. So at one point later on, there is a scene where uh, John Connor is on his motorcycle. And in while they were shooting it, Robert Patrick caught up with him running. Because he, he ended up being so fast. Jesus. And so he actually had to make himself slow down. Homie. Right, I know. We're at John Connor's house. He's with his foster parents. God. John Connor, played by Edward Furlong. Edward yes. Furlong. Um, he was the, the casting director. They were having a hard time casting the role of John Connor. Yeah, it seems like they gave up. No, they did. They they liked his attitude. He was not a well. He was not an, an actor at all. I mean, he. I mean, he had not been in anything. Yeah, and he had just the certain amount of. Of kind of sass and yeah. kind of attitude towards him. So they went ahead and brought him in. His ability to speak Spanish, probably. Oh, here. Do, do not. We'll I have thoughts about that. We'll get to that. And uh, he he did a test with Linda Hamilton, which did not go well. Really? No, he was super intimidated by her. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And then he did a test with Arnold. And they had chemistry, like, straight out of the gate. Huh. And part of that is he didn't have a father figure growing up, and he got really attached to Arnold. And you can see their chemistry all through the movie is really genuine. When Linda Linda Hamilton was asked about it, she said it was because um, they were equivalent maturity-wise. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Linda. 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 Oh. Hey, remember when he released all those lobsters in the grocery store? What? You don't know about this? No. Edward Furlong? No, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know if he was drunk or high or what. I'm not one to judge. God knows. But he went into a grocery store and was like, free the animals. And he he freed, he had let the lobsters in the tank go in like the seafood section. See? Oh, no, it caused a ruckus. A ruckus? Can you describe the ruckus? <laughs> <laughs> the the scene where you can clearly see that John's, he's messing with his motorcycle with his friend. He clearly does not get along with his foster parents. John Connor's friend I know very well because I used to watch Salute Your Shorts. Oh, the on- ginger? Yeah. Uh-huh. So they're riding off to go have some shenanigans. The next scene I could geek out about forever because the next scene is sarah connor and she is swole yeah she is and it's an incredible for fans of the first movie and then watching that when and and i I saw this in the theater when you see her the transformation is crazy she was super soft in the first one she was a deer in headlights all the time and then you just see her, she's just this, she's transformed yeah. into such a badass. 
she worked out before this movie. She did all this military training. She did SWAT training. She worked out for uh, 13 weeks before production started for three hours a day, six days a week, super low fat diet. God damn. Yeah. I mean, she was ripped. And the, the, the not funny thing, but her twin sister is also in this movie. Yeah. And you see her later on in. Yeah. She looks like she did in the first one. She did. But her, <laughs> the twin sister was like, they're like, you don't have to work out that much. Oh, good for you. <laughs> damn. So if you God look damn. at it, if you go back and look at it, there is a big difference between the two of them. Yeah. And part of it is like Linda Hamilton, who's a tiny person anyway. Yeah. She lost like 15 pounds. Oh, damn. Okay. So she's she's in a psychiatric facility mm-hmm. and it it and not to get too technical, but there is a, a difference between like a psychiatric hospital and a psychiatric hospital for people who have legal stuff. And she's clearly there involuntarily. Just it's just a small thing. Yeah. There's in a in a voluntary psychiatric hospital where people go, you know, there's not cops and all that stuff wandering around all the time. So she's clearly in a place against her will. Hmm. And the doctor, Dr. Dickhead, uh, was the psychologist in the first one. What, you know, and it's, this is another, okay, I'm sorry. Tiny, tiny thing. That's okay. I think they have, they they call him a psychologist. Which is you? He's a, well, that's, that's what he's, that's what his description is. Is he like prescribing meds and stuff? Exactly. Psychologists don't do that. There are PhD psychologists that are doctors, but they're not, they're not medical doctors. They can't prescribe. Cut to Amazon headquarters. Is that where like all the scientists are wearing denim, denim, denim? Yes. It's, I mean, in the movie, it's called Skynet, but we all know it's Amazon. Denim, denim, denim. Okay. That's fine. That's fair. And you see that there's all this evidence that everything Sarah believed was was true because you see it's a kick-ass scene you see a microchip and you see a robot hand and what's our guy's name miles miles you know what i can't call him jeff bezos were you going to well it's amazon gross Skynet's amazon. he doesn't own skynet i know but he's he starts some shit ew I, I didn't say it i have it in my notes but i decided Katrina. against it so Sarah gets slightly reactive because this is an action movie. You can lose sight a little bit of how fantastic the acting is. James Cameron, for all of his faults, which are many, mm-hmm. he hardcore advocated for Linda Hamilton to get an Oscar nod. Ooh, because she's incredible in this. In this scene where she's in the the psych hospital and she's talking about, you know, the damage that that Skynet causes. I mean, it's an intense scene. It's a little over the top. It's per- She is fantastic. And it's a great point. But he thought, well, I did a good job. You know, Sigourney was in an action movie that was a little popular. And she, she did okay at the Oscars. So, and, and Linda wasn't even considered. Oh. Yeah. Those fuckers. I know. The Academy, man, they've got some sticks up their ass. They have a, they they have a stick up their ass about ass about Ugh. action movies, which I get to a certain extent. But if that's your job, aren't you capable of? They don't like horror movies. They don't like action movies. They they get real weird about that. John is a little rascal. John is a little rascal. Yeah, he and his little ginger friend yeah. are at an ATM. They stole some money. They're at, they, they steal all this money from an ATM. So when you're that age, I think. How did they steal? Hey, how did they steal from the ATM? I just want to establish this one. Like they had a little, he had like a little computer thing that he cracked the code. Just a little computer thing. Just like a little casual computer thing. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Put a pin in that one. Oh, okay. It is clear that Sarah has been training John to, to to be able to do all of this crazy, intense. Right. Why you have a doubting look on your face? Yes, he. She did. She did, and he did. He created that 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 cute little ATM hacking thing. That's that's just kind of a basic hacker. That's yeah. all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it just it does a very efficient job at hacking into an ATM. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. They steal this money, so they immediately go to an arcade. 
As you do. Yeah. Gather around, children. Right. Oh, gather around, children, and play in arcades. Oh, yes. Um, Not right now. Not right now, because COVID. No, but... When it's safe. Yeah. His little ginger friend... Yeah. ...ran over... Yeah. ...and told John, hey, the cops are looking for you. You got to scram. Oh, you know... Okay, I mentioned Billy Idol. Do you know who was another... um, Who else was considered to be the (laughs) T-1000? I'm not going to guess three times again. What? No. Michael Bean. Oh, oh. Yes, who plays Reese in the first movie. That would have been so interesting. Yeah, but they're like, that is way too confusing. So they they scrapped that idea. Oh, man. Yeah. So John is running through the hallway trying to escape the cop. The cop's running after him. And then you see the Terminator come through the door. So John. What's that? Arnold. Arnold. Right, okay. Yeah. Arnold's coming through a door, T-1000's coming through a door, and again, if you're in the movie theater, seeing this for the first time, you're like, holy shit, John, get away from Arnold, and then all of a sudden, Arnold starts protecting John Connor, and I'm telling you, the theater lost their minds. Yeah, I remember people just shitting all over the place. There was shit everywhere. Uh, you, you pooped a lot. I remember I was there. And peed and cried. I, I did. I'm so glad you brought that up also. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. T- we are twins, but for some reason, I can't tell tonight when you're being serious. Oh, shit. <laughs> I love that those experiences in a movie theater when you're where you're like collectively excited, like Endgame, where Captain America is, you think they're fucked, and then all of the Avengers start showing up and everyone's like, and he's like, Avengers assemble. Yeah. Clipping. Have you, have you seen the clip of the, of when, um, uh, when Captain America is able to pick up Thor's hammer yes. in the theater That's and a perfect they go example. fucking crazy. I have watched that a dozen times. Um, speaking of fandom on a screen. Yes. Do you want to- Oh no. I'm going to call you. Do you want to talk about when you went and saw the Star Wars movie? What happened? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do it. Do it so I can take a drink. Dude. What happened at Star Wars, Anna? Um, well, I love Star Wars. Well, who doesn't? Well, <laughs> I I love some of the Star Wars. Okay. Which Star Wars were you at? This would have been Attack of the Shit. Oh, okay. But at the time, people were excited about it because they didn't know how bad it was. Very excited. Yeah. I went to the midnight showing with Adrian, my husband. And people, they were giving out like these absolutely gigantor collectible cups. So everybody was drinking like 60 ounces of soda before the movie had even started. So like during the movie, they were, and again, this was the midnight showing of the first time they were showing Attack of the Clones. So people were getting up constantly and it was making me crazy and they wouldn't stop fucking talking and i love star wars i love geek fandom and you love talking and i love talking obviously okay but whatever and but these fuckers behind me would not shut the fuck up so it, between people constantly getting up to go pee from their 8,000 ounces of soda, and then the people constantly going, did you know that blah, 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 was actually blah, 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 blah. So I turn around, full eye contact. I'm like, shut up, dorks. <laughs> and a theater full of Star Wars dorks. People dressed up like in Star Wars stuff. I'm surprised you survived. Yeah, right. Like, oh, I'm good scared. point. I might as well have been Linda Hamilton doing pull-ups in a tank top. <laughs> the the CGI is crazy good in this movie. It's so good. I'm not going to get in. But so when Arnold is shooting the T-1000, that's when you're like, is this fucker metal? Like, oh, my God. God Ooh, Chief scored 14 to 7. Oh, God. Suck it. Roethlisberger. Uh. <laughs> I know you didn't have, I, you didn't have a full glass. Sorry about that. You look so sad. I'm sorry. Here, put your cup up and I'll see if I can toss them over to you. <laughs> like the grand prize game. <laughs> <laughs> Double dare. <laughs> um, 
Excuse me, I'm thirsty. Can I have the physical challenge? <laughs> I know, I know, because I know you for the Hordak that you are. Yeah. You're going to talk about Edward Furlong. Yeah. I think we're going to legitimately disagree. <gasps> I don't think he's a bad actor. I think he's good in this. I think there's some, huh. some there's some overacting, certainly. Uh-huh. But I think he's good. Really? He, the production took so long on yeah. this movie that his voice, 90% of his, I 90% is not accurate. I don't know. The vast majority of his dialogue yeah. was dubbed after the movie. Because oh, yeah. his his voice was so inconsistent. Oh. Yeah, through the movie. Because his voice was changing. Um, Edward Furlong, he escapes on his motorcycle. Yeah. And he's driving this is this is one of the scenes where uh the T one thousand is chasing him, and I mentioned earlier he was so fast he had to make himself slow down because he kept catching up to Edward Furlong. Yeah. On the motorcycle. And so they put him in a like, semi instead. Do what? So they put him in a semi instead. Yeah. James Cameron must really have something against truckers because he fucks over truckers a lot. He does. There's there's something odd. Like, I don't know if a trucker... Who like, hurt you? Yeah. Well, I can tell you a few things about this. From, about that scene? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, first of all, the T-1000? Yeah? He can't drive for shit. <laughs> okay. Your takes are so... T- and as bad as the T-1000 drives, yeah. somehow this 11-year-old is able to ride a, a motorcycle incredibly well. Can I tell you that when he was like riding the motor, when John Connor was riding the motorcycle and yeah. he goes over like the, like. Like an off-ramp or something? Yeah, like the off-ramp or whatever. And it's just, you know, he's going that and then the T-1000 comes behind him in the, in the, in the semi-truck or whatever. Mm-hmm. He went off of that and I was watching it and out loud to no one, I went, wee. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Wait, was this last night when you had rum and Sprite? No, I was kind. I was. I, I was gonna say I was probably sober. That's not right. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like me. What a delightful <laughs> mental picture. That scene is pretty intense. So yeah, um, Arnold comes to and saves John. The semi blows up. You think maybe the T-1000 is dead, but of course that doesn't make sense because we're 30 minutes into the movie. It, okay, so there's a point here somewhere nearby where Edward Furlong is talking with uh, Arnold, the, the Terminator, and he's like, <laughs> I love it because he goes, You're not here to kill me. I figured that part out for myself. Wow. Good job, sweetie. It's girl. Yeah. Okay. We all figured that out. Was he supposed to be wearing a fucking sign? He's 11. He's he's somehow smart enough to figure out how to hack into an ATM. Yeah. You're not here to kill me. I figured that out for myself. Mm -hmm. What's the problem? Okay. So he's just choosing when he's, he's like super intelligent versus like, I'm 11. He was, he was in, he was in a crazy stressful situation. He thought he was going to be murdered by the boogeyman. Yeah. And then, nope. He's just going to be murdered by a different boogeyman who it appears you can't kill. Speaking of the boogeyman. Yeah. uh, I did notice when the T-1000 is at his foster parent's home. Yeah. And he's posing as like the foster parent. Yeah. And it shows her getting a phone call and she's prepping dinner. So just to be clear, Mm -hmm. before John calls, the T-1000 is actually cutting up celery and prepping dinner. Yes. What if John came home? Uh huh. Like, because you would think that the next, the the smart step for, or the the instinctual thing would be to go home. Yeah. And so she, the T one thousand needed to be her, so he would come in. Uh huh. And then he could kill him. Right, but isn't he also super fast? So, like, the second that John Connor would have come in through the door, he could have gotten him like that. He didn't need to be like. Actually, like cutting up a mirepoix. Well, yeah, but what if John saw him through the saw her through the window? If he saw the T one thousand through the window, he obviously is not going to go in the house. Listen, do, do we or do we not go have margs every time before we record? Yeah, we do. We prepare. Yeah, we're thorough. Yeah. So is the T one thousand. It's the same thing. 
is this the point where John's talking about the different countries and in, in his uh, upbringing? Mm, yes, yeah. I think so. But there's no need to talk about that. There's, so I know for sure there's a country that he spent time in, but Peru. I can't quite remember it. Italy. I think it was, and I'm only going off of what John says. Yeah. I think it was Nicaragua. Okay. Nicaragua. <laughs> we spent some time in Nicaragua. I think what he, I, oh, I thought about that. And I think what happens is, because later on in the movie, you see mm-hmm. some of the people that did their training that, yeah. that Linda, that Sarah Connor is friends with, and they're all Hispanic people. Yes. And I think that was his, I think that was, he was trying to. Nicaragua. Yeah, it's not. Okay, fine. Shouldn't somebody on set, she just be like, look, the boy can't say it. <laughs> Let's just have him say Brazil. Right. <laughs> Something with two syllables. The, the, it, this is the part where he he says, uh, I need to go get my mom. After he slut shames her? No, he doesn't slut shame her. He sure her. does. Mom was shacking up with anybody that could help her out. He was proud of her for doing what she needed to do. No, he was definitely not proud of her at that moment. Listen, He's like, mom was just fucking around with any old average Joe that could teach her how to use guns. In the Blade episode, you said that you've never had to suck anyone for food. Yeah. I don't think Sarah Connor could say that. <laughs> <laughs> any old guy in the <laughs> He said Brazil. Um, John Connor's is- a little fucker. I stand by that. He's, you know, he's precocious. Yeah. Like when he asked for help from the guys and then like he realizes that Arnold can do whatever he wants. He's like, fuck off, guys. And then almost gets them killed. Well, he's a little fucker. Arnold, Terminator, was sent back from the future by John Connor, which means that John Connor, he has to do everything that John Connor tells him to do. Sure. Which is terrible power for an 11 year old to have. Can I just say that I am not going to use the how unrealistic the whole time travel thing is with this? Because, I mean, we'll get into that later, actually. Don't you love Doctor Who and Quantum Leap? Yes. What are, what, why are, what, why are you bringing that up? Are you telling me Why are you bringing this into, what? Are you trying to tell me that time travel checks out on those? Yes. It makes more sense than this? Yes. First of all, first of all, how dare you? (laughs) Second of all, Doctor Who is a time lord, and he can do whatever he wants. Okay. We're, that's, we don't have enough time to unpack that. We're back at Pescadera State Hospital. Yeah. Where Sarah's in her room getting licked by a attendant or whatever, oh, to God. which I say, <sighs> when is this fucker going to die? I can't wait till he gets mob handled. Can you talk about how she gets out? Like with a paper clip? Okay, so, yes. So the the face licker leaves. Ugh. We're going to deal with him later. She did, Linda Hamilton did so much training for this movie. Yes. She learned how to pick locks. Get the fuck I out of swear, here. I, I swear. With a paper clip? Yes. Linda Hamilton actually got out with a paper clip? Yes. She, and there's several scenes where she gets out of something with a paper clip. She, can, she learned how to do that. There was one time where I couldn't get into my house. Yeah. Because I kept trying my key. Yeah. And I tried like three or four times. And I couldn't get in because my key was upside down. <laughs> <laughs> she got her lock on now with a paper clip. Yes, but <laughs> trying to help you with this. I was going to say. She, I am nothing if not persistent. She, she had training. Have you actually had door opening training i have not okay she had she had training uh sarah does a whole bunch of just badass things mm-hmm. uh she she definitely gets revenge on the face liquor the t-1000 is at the the pescadero state hospital yes uh, which is bad news for sarah sarah gets back at dr dickhead breaks his hand yeah um She's just amazing. She escapes all of these orderlies. He's like, you broke my hand. Yeah. And she's like, there's 12,622 bones in the body. That's one of them. That's one. She's so, oh. Now don't move. I love everything about her. She's perfection, just like this movie. Mm-hmm. 
So she's running towards the elevator. She sees Arnold coming out of the elevator and she's just losing and she starts to run. And then as she's running, the orderlies attack her. Yeah, they do. And she's just like, he'll kill us all. He'll kill us all. And then the T-1000 is coming from the other way. And then Arnold starts shooting at the T-1000. And then he says, and it's, I want to say it's, it's, uh, it's in the top 200 best movie lines. That makes sense. Um, he says, come with me if you want to live. Is that what reset in the first movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, anyway, we'll get to that. So, <laughs> and John is there. She's like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? But because she's amazing, not just because she's her, but because she's a woman and we adapt very quickly. Mm. She's like, okay, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. They run to the elevators to escape. And in... Yeah. Okay. Well, you have a problem with that? The elevators? Yeah. Is that when the T-1000 is on top and they're shooting in the elevator? Yeah. With shotguns? Yeah. Inside an enclosed elevator? Uh-huh. And everybody can still hear? Well, no. Uh, she can't. She lost... She permanently lost hearing in one of her ears because in between takes... She took her earplugs out and forgot to put them back in. Oh, no. And and so everyone else had earplugs in. Oh, no. And she didn't. And so she lost, she permanently lost hearing in one of her ears. Yeah. Like Sarah Connor and John Connor would actually have happen if that were a realistic scenario. They would not be able to hear. You know this movie is about terminators from the future right sure but james cameron is a stickler on on making sure that things are as accurate and authentic as possible and yet something is easy to figure out is like you can't shoot shotguns in a closed space like that over and over and over and all of them still are able to hear i just love that every one of your takes i have trivia for i have so much trivia for this movie it's really annoying i know so they escape, and then the T-1000 says one of our favorite lines. You okay? Fine. Say, that's a nice bike. So funny how he says it. And how often did we say that when that came out? Did we? We say it all the time. Yeah, we did. I mean... Still. Still. Yeah. Yeah. It had an effect. But Not then as he just took we... the bike. What an asshole. Well, he borrowed it. Uh, Arnold, uh, the Terminator explains, uh, so they're in, they're, they're driving away. Sarah's a little tense because yeah. she's, uh, not sure what's going on. And she's not a good mother. You can see that is actually, that's, that's not a stupid point. Kind of. It, she's, John risked his life, which is, was dumb to, to go save her. And uh, he thinks that she's reaching forward to give him a hug, but she's checking him to see if he's been hurt. Yeah. And he's he's like, I'm fine. And and she kind of berates him a little bit like she's it's she's cut off any maternal instincts that she has. And it's just you are the future. And if you die, we're all fucked. Mm. So that is 100 percent her focus all the time. Sad. It is sad. But what a heavy thing for her. Like, to feel like her whole life has to be around. I think she's made peace with it. I don't think John has. No, because he's 11. Right. (laughs) He needs a mama. The Terminator explains Amazon. Yes. And um, uh, the Arnold could have softened the news a little bit. It's just like most men in movies. Ernie from The Crow. Yeah. Uh, Whistler from Blade. Yes. Yes. Arnold from this. He gives her too much information about Amazon, also known as uh, Skynet and Cyberdyne. And so then she's like, okay, I know what we need to do next. We need to go kill. So you're saying that he should have pacified it a little bit because she's a woman. No, because he's a Terminator, though. He's not considering, is this a stable human? (laughs) Is she reactive? If I give her this information about this Miles guy, is she going to consider her options or is she going to go kill him? Yes. He didn't think any of that through. No and yes. Because he's a Terminator. Right. Okay. So she's like, well, we better go. um, We better go get 
go over to my friend Enrique and get my stash of weapons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Sarah needs much encouragement to be pissed off. No. No. And so the next day, that that day when they're they're riding to go meet Enrique, yeah. they're in the John's in the front seat with the Terminator, mm-hmm. and basically it gets explained that the Terminator he's programmed to progress as far as like learning how to assimilate and to learn new phrases and to be more human like. Sure. And John's like, okay, well I've got to help you with your lingo. Yeah, some cool slang. From the this was ninety one. Yeah. So you remember in ninety one? Yeah. When we were saying things like "hasta la vista, baby." Yeah. They get to where Enrique is. Hey, real quick, when she's explaining all, the, when he's explaining all of the things about Amazon mm-hmm. and how things happened. Yeah. That it was like unmanned mm-hmm. vehicles and all that. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? What? Sweet. I'm so glad I gave my kids drones for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't even get me. You know what? If you all have that ring security thing at home. No. It's definitely gathering your information. Yeah. And selling it. Yeah, I'm not because getting that. Jeff Bezos. My good friend Rachel has it. And I'm like, oh. No. Oh, I know. She's going to get terminated. I, he's, they already have all of her information. Oh, no. I know. I love her anyway. Well, I'm just trying to enjoy the time I have with her before someone comes and murders her. I hope she enjoys seeing playgrounds disintegrated by a nuclear holocaust. I know. Uh, by the way, Stan Winston did the special effects for this, and he also did Aliens. Oh, I know who Stan Winston is. Yeah, and Jurassic Park. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a badass. He is, he is the shit. Yeah, we love Stan. Yes, we do. There was one other person that was uh, signed on to be T-1000. Besides Billy Idol? Yes. Steven Seagal. No. <laughs> yes. Stop it. But it, it, You stop your lying whore mouth. Here's the quote. He wasn't fitting into the role. He wasn't fitting into those pants. Right. <laughs> well, you know Steven Seagal is not going to do a running training. No. No. You can't run in a girdle. <laughs> fuck him i know what a piece fuck of shit Steven that guy Seagal. is i even liked under siege i feel betrayed god what a douche what an asshole so uh they're they're at the weapons the weapons place sarah's in a badass all black outfit yeah she is she looks amazing she takes off uh-huh john very quickly figures out that she's going after dyson there's a part where they're fixing the car and and this is a scene that I mentioned earlier where they they kept his the voice that he used in this scene where Arnold is talking to him about why you cry. Yeah. And it's really a it's a pretty touching scene. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with that? So just to be clear, yeah. The Terminator, mm-hmm. who has detailed files on everything including human anatomy, which he says. Yeah. And he doesn't know why they cry? I mean, I don't think tear ducts were, was high on his priority list. Detailed files on human anatomy. Yeah. So tear ducts? It's not like that's like some weird thing that's like deep in the body that like never comes into play. Tear ducts. But if you're being trained to figure out how to kill someone and you're thinking about anatomy, are you worried about someone's tear ducts? It's probably not high on the priority list. Detailed files on human anatomy. You are really reaching. Detailed. <laughs> There's b- before Sarah takes off, she has this nightmare where she she sees herself, her younger self, playing with John. As I mentioned earlier, the person in this scene that's playing the younger her is her twin sister. The little boy that she's playing with is Linda Hamilton's son. Oh, who was twenty that. months old at the time. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? He was that. He was twenty months old. Jesus Christ, Linda Hamilton. I know. The fact that she had a baby. Less oh, my than two, I know. God. She's, she, women, don't put that pressure on yourself. It's not normal. Jeez, nobody can do that. No, take your time. Sarah goes off to kill Dyson to prevent the whole Skynet <laughs> yeah. Amazon takeover um, from pre- preventing small businesses from from dying. And uh, John and, and Terminator figure it out. They go after her. 
she just starts shooting the shit out of the place, out of okay. Dyson's home. Yeah, she does. Um, and then she has kind of an emotional moment when she's like standing over him and she kind of stops herself. She kind of takes a step back and she kind of, she physically like puts her hand out like, okay, okay, okay. Like when trying to, when you're trying to calm yourself down. Yeah. And that's, I, I've done that on, on occasion. I did that twice today. Worrying yeah. about the weather. I can calm myself down as long as somebody else doesn't tell me to calm down. Oh. Everything's fine. Oh, no. Maybe you should calm down. Oh. 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 Maybe you should die. You mean react irrationally? You got it. <laughs> Miles is laying on the floor shot. They, John takes the, the son into another room. The wife is there like, what the hell's going on? And the Terminator pulls, cuts, basically cuts his skin off so that Miles can see the his his real hand. It's a little jarring. It's a little jarring. They've but been through quite a bit. You know what? It did. I, you know, it's effective. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miles, in his defense, he was shot. So he was not thinking clearly. He says, you're judging me on things I haven't done. Sarah... <laughs> She goes on a little tirade again. She's like, it's men like you that created the bomb. It's men like, she's just, and she's not wrong. You don't know what it's like to create a life and feel it growing inside. I'm like, Jesus Christ, she's one of these. Right. And then then her 11-year-old son becomes becomes the voice of reason. He's like, Mom, could we be a little more productive? (laughs) Miles and his wife, who, like a badass bitch, is like, Okay, well, we're getting this figured out now. We're 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 yeah. changing things, and they're like, no, we've got to go. We have to end it all. Yeah, what's wrong with that? It's 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 the logic behind this. I'm sorry, I said I wasn't going to do anything about time travel, but it's it was the only part where I'm like, because all of Dyson's work is based on a microchip from the first Terminator. Yes. Yes, which uh, who he but the Terminator wouldn't exist in the first place unless Dyson created. His work, which led to the Terminators. My head hurts. It's, I'm not, I'm, I think I'm a relatively intelligent person. Despite all the times they say I'm a fucking idiot. And like, you know, not being able to work a door. (laughs) No, it's a, it's it's a lock that you can't work. Right. You've got a door. You're okay. You're great with a door. Complex machinery. I just am not in. But. Not that this is important. I know this is dragging on. That's actually not true. Anna can put together anything in like five minutes. Aww, but not a term. I I can't I can't put together this plot. Oh well, because I don't understand that. That that seems like a bit of a a, a difficult. No, like hole. if they if they go and they and they blow everything up, blow up all of the research, blow up all of the right, then it can't be created because he's the one that created it. Sure, but but then wouldn't the Terminator just not exist at all? This is always a problem with time travel. I know, stuff. but but you have to just if you're going to enjoy a time travel movie, you have to just let that go. Okay, you know what? I I am I'm attacking this movie, but I'm going to let that one go because I'm not uh, I'm not educated enough in this particular thing to be able to argue it. So they go to Amazon headquarters yeah. to blow everything up, <laughs> yeah. and they so it's it's Miles, John Connor, Terminator. Sarah Connor. Yes. Do you notice what Sarah's wearing when she walks in? I just assumed a tank top. She's wearing Reese's trench coat. <gasps> the trench coat that Reese is wearing in she the first movie. Is... Yes. How'd she get that? She had all this stuff. Where? In at the place in with Enrique. You know where she had all of her all of her stuff. In Nicaragua. <laughs> that's not where they're at. Oh, that's don't right. ruin this. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, for real? Yes. Oh, that's very sweet. Go back and watch that scene, and then once you know the trivia, you see it. Oh. And I was just like, oh, my heart. She loved him so much, and they they knew each other for a day. Yeah. And sometimes, when you know, you know. They walk in. Dyson's like, hey, I just got some friends in town. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, if you don't risk it, you're not going to get the biscuit. Right. I always say. Yes. So he tried. And the the security guy was like, no dice. Yeah. So then they tie him up. Yeah. 
They maybe should have thought of that there might have been a second security guard, but they didn't. They're in a rush. Damn it. You took one of my points already. <laughs> um, only because Ty mentioned it when we were watching it. <laughs> they go to blow up everything. Yeah, and they can easily get into all of the doors. Yeah. Well, they can't because the second security guard pushes the silent alarm. Oh, yeah. But fortunately, John Uh knows how to wait. Oh. Is this what you were trying to say earlier, that he had that thing to break into the ATM? I am so glad you brought that That he's now able to break into this. I am so glad you brought this up. So just, just to be clear, they are in a building yeah. with the most advanced technology, yeah. supposedly, uh-huh. in the world. Uh-huh. And yet his, my first hacking machine, is able to get through their security system. Yes. The type where they need two people to simultaneously turn a lock uh-huh. at the same time. And, and, and there's like 15 types of fail safes and, you know, all mm-hmm. that. But his little ATM starter kit mm-hmm. is is what breaks in. Yeah. I would like to point out yeah. that my beloved deceased dog, Chewy, R.I.P. Yeah. And my um, alive dog, Reese Porter, mm-hmm. there, were, there were weeks when we got home and our dogs were out of their crates. Yes. And we could not figure it out. Until we saw Reese stick his paw through his crate and unlock his crate and go and open up the crate for Chewy. Yeah. My dogs did that. Yes. That Are you not impressed? Yes. So why couldn't John Connor, who's been trained his whole life to do these amazing things, break into this building? Boom. This is really comparing apples to oranges here. Like, this is this is not... Yeah, because what my dogs did was way harder than what he did. I refuse. Yeah. For my best take yeah. on this whole episode. Yeah. To be taken down by that bullshit. Um, poor Miles. He gets blown to bits. And um, it's a really sad scene. He, uh, several years before this movie, Joe Morton had a collapsed lung. And he used that experience to kind of channel what it would be like to just not like to not be able to breathe. Oh. And so that was a really intense scene. I don't know how much longer I can hold this. I think even the I think the SWAT team guy, I recognized him too, but I can't remember who He's, it is. Um, I'm Breaking it. Bad. He's uh, uh, the brother-in-law. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, sh- Hank. Hank. Wow. Yeah, he's Hank. Ha. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's why I recognize him. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, and Arnold goes out and, and starts trying to help them escape by shooting everybody with a gas can and shooting everyone in the leg and with a gas. He's not killing anybody, which is yeah. important. I like that every single cop in the city is at that building. Every single cop. Yeah. In the city. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Yeah, it's a big deal. Sure. I bet every unarmed black man in the, in the county was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> we could actually go to the grocery store or a second have a barbecue. <laughs> something, you know. I can wear a hoodie. Right. <laughs> yeah, go go see what's going on over at Amazon. We're fine over here. Um, but it's important because until the T-1000 dies... Arnold doesn't kill anyone in this movie. Fucking spoiler alert. Right. Well, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> I hope to God we're close to the end of this movie. I know shit. Um, the T-1000 steals a helicopter, which is not really a fair fight. Hmm. Um, oh, but before, you, you, you see another example of how the Terminator is assimilating because instead of, like, breaking the ignition open, he checks that the keys are in the visor <laughs> of the car that he uses to... yeah. To, to break Sarah and John out. The Terminator's badass. He somehow wrecks this helicopter. And so, like you mentioned earlier, uh, James Cameron hates truck drivers. Because the T-1000 yeah. gets a, uh, stops, a, a semi is pulled over. He goes in there. There were two takes with this semi um, crashing into the 
whatever type of building that was, mm-hmm. the, the building that is, is at the end, the first scene, the semi, it's supposed to go on its side like yeah. it does in the, in the movie. The first take, it rolled. <gasps> and James Cameron had insisted that this special roll cage was built into the semi. And if he hadn't done that, the people would have died. <gasps> yeah. Uh, he's just a very attention to detail. He's very demanding, but he cares about his, his cast and crew. Mm-hmm. The semi tips over. Yeah. The T-1000 gets frozen. Yeah. And then the Terminator says, hasta la vista, baby. It's fucking stupid. Uh, but uh-oh. Yeah. T-1000 is back. He didn't Asta? No, or La Vista. What an asshole. Yeah. He gets melted, which then makes him be himself again. Yeah. T-1000 threatens to kill Sarah, but she's actually a really good mom. And she's like, nope. Doesn't, at the very end, she's like, I'm, he's like, this is going to hurt. This is going to be really painful. And she's like, fuck you. Yeah. Boogaloo. Not doing it. <laughs> and um there's this badass scene where she's got the shotgun and she's like yeah i think i know something about this what that that was part of her training that was one of the things that they kind of bragged about was that she was able to yeah she did all of this military training it was so cool and uh, terminator shows up the metal guy busts the terminator all to bits yeah you think he's dead yes and so then you hear the t-1000 pretending to be sarah yeah to lure john out which john is 11 yes so he falls for it but then he and then but then the real sarah shows up and she's like john get down and he's like oh that sounds familiar yeah <laughs> that, this sounds more correct right uh, this i don't know who this nurturing bitch is but <laughs> <laughs> the one that's scaring the shit out of me seems correct I bet he dreams about that that five seconds where he had a nurturing mom. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Terminator kills the T one thousand, and yeah. then he he point and they're like, "What?" Oh no! I just I like when he kills the T one thousand and the T one thousand falls in the molten steel. Yeah, and then he's like, "You do you see all the people that he replicated throughout the movie? Yeah. All the people who have died. It's <laughs> reminded me of the in memoriam in the, the Oscars." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh then they're like oh thank god it's over and the terminator's like not yet and he's like i need a vacation they really stacked his dumbest lines to the end do you know awesome what that, it used to be i need a vacation do you know what dumb, else he's dumb dumb okay do you know what else he said that in kindergarten cop that would have made more sense this he's- is fucking stupid okay he's a robot no but he's assimilating he's a a cyborg i need a vacation i know okay come on okay so he's when they're like uh it's over and he's like no not yet there's still one left and you could john is just devastated yeah and sarah's like you know sarah's very pragmatic she's like yep gotta go um i'm gonna go ahead and lower you into this as he gets lowered, yeah. the final scene is him giving a thumbs up. Yeah. And it's such, it's a great scene because it's, in a way, it's not super Hollywood in that, in, in a Hollywood, in a typical Hollywood movie, he'd get to, yeah, you know, he would be John's dad now or some weird shit like that. But, and it ends with a driving down the road scene, which is exactly how it ends in the, in the, the ending of the first Terminator oh. movie. And she, but she's like, the future is unknown. And then they give one more, like, message. Right. I love, I love this movie so much. The only thing you said. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. So I'm done? Yeah, you're done. Oh, God. Okay. Is it difficult? My God, that was hard. Yeah. That was hard. The time travel stuff makes sense to me. The, I mean, your take on the time travel stuff yeah, makes sense. Okay. The I need a vacation was kind of a kind of a campy line. You know, the <laughs> T1000 you know, doing some mise en place in the <laughs> in the kitchen. It's a little silly cutting the celery up. Okay. I mean, but the fact of the matter is those are all minor. I mean, they might be valid and they might be able to pick apart 
a teeny, 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 tiny bit away from this movie, but there's just, it's so solid. It's one thing really one thing you didn't bring up that I thought of for the first time when I was watching this is Shit. when she goes to, to kill Dyson. Yeah. And she's just blowing the shit up out of the place. Mm-hmm. No cops arise. And they're there for like a good, what, two hours? I mean, no, they're there for a long time. No, they're hanging out at the Amazon plant, like waiting for something bad to happen. <laughs> right. Just they're in like, case. Just this in case. guy lives in like this super rich neighborhood. Yeah. And yet- Maybe because he's a black guy. Still no cops show up to help. I'm surprised they didn't show up and start blowing, like shooting him. Yeah. What are you doing to this lady with the machine gun? (laughs) (laughs) Do you like the trivia? I loved the trivia on this one. This one was, I mean, that had a lot. A lot. And and there's so much more. I just couldn't include it all. Well, I think we need to give our voices a break. Yeah, let's hear, let's hear from the people. Let us know what you think. Please uh, let us know what we should have brought up. And actually, if you're if you're in our age range or yes. or saw this movie in the theater, I would love to hear people's reactions about the scenes that I mentioned. Yeah, I want to know people what they remember about watching this for the first time. Yeah, for I, sure. I would love that. You can absolutely get a hold of us. There are many many ways. We are at Split Happens Pod on all of the socials. If you'd be so kind, we would really appreciate. Yeah. If you'd rate and review us. Please. Well, that's it. I can't wait to do this again. Bye, everybody.